Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I want to give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once, and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles. On this podcast, I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this. In Wishing You Wellness, we talk inner child healing, mindset shifts, radical self-love, the art of intentional living, and so much more. Think of me as your mental wellness bestie. If you're ready to step into your power and change your life, just hit play. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Wishing You Wellness podcast. It is so good to see you. Thank you for coming into this space. Um, Per usual, we are so glad to have you here, whether it's your first time or whether you've been here since day one. Hello, hello. Settle into the space because I have a special surprise for you guys today, and it's pretty freaking exciting. I have my dear friend in here with me, Miss Kalani, and she is going to guide us through something very special. And it's something that I just learned about for the first time today. Like I kind of knew of it, had an idea, but I just got the details literally 10 minutes before this. And so we are all going through this experience together. First time, never done this before. So I'm very, very excited. Um, A lot of times I'll do an introduction for someone and just kind of drop some titles and who they are, but you're definitely someone I want to introduce yourself because you have been expanding, you have been changing, you've been going through transformation. And I want to hear who you are today what's resonating like on this current exact moment for you. Welcome Kalani to Wishing You Wellness. So happy to have you here. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Allison. I'm really grateful to be here. Oh my goodness. What, where do I even begin? You know, it's always like someone asks you, describe yourself and it's like, hmm, but, but where do we start? I know, where do we start? Do you want the childhood trauma? Or like... You can go through all the waves. Um, no, but so really I, I am a Reiki healer, a somatic guide and a mentor. I mentor women in business relationships and really just life. My mission is really to guide women back home to themselves. Um, to their truest essence. And through that, a big intention and prayer of mine is to honor more of our humanness. Like we are here as a divine being, yes, but it's honoring that humanness. You know, we're here to experience the full spectrum of what it means to be human. Um, we know what it means to be a divine being. That's where we came from. That's where, where we'll go back to. We're here on earth to experience all of the humanness. We're here to learn how to be a human. And I think some people forget that. Um, so that's a big part of like what I'm here to do. What I feel called to do is really to be that bridge, between like that physical reality, the humanness, the mess, you know, the, just what it means to be human, the feelings and, and the divinity, the sacredness and remembering our essence. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a little rundown. <laughs> you know, Kalani, what always has drawn me to your content is like, we're very much on the same page about the all vibes are welcome kind of philosophy. Like we are human. We are not going to feel good and sparkly and high vibrational all the time. We're going to feel 
the bad feels. And I like how authentic your content is and feels because it's just like, oh, somebody who's being honest about the fact that not every day is a good day. And that's okay. They're not meant to all be good days. Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's why like we were kind of chatting back and forth and I was like, it kind of just dropped in. I was like, dude, Allison, like you are the perfect person to do this with because it is such a, it can be very vulnerable, like what we're about to do. And there was no one else that I could have imagined. Thank you. you. That means a lot. And so lately it's been quite interesting. So I've been going through just like, and I'm sure we'll get so deep into this later, but I've been going through this season of just feeling like a little odd about being so vulnerable. And I've kind of like gotten in my head and been like, oh, have I overshared on my podcast? Have I told them too much? Blah, blah, blah. But then I get on my DMs and people are like, literally hearing you talk about this. I have never heard somebody else say that they're going through this. And I have never felt seen and validated like I did by your story. And so it's so weird because there's two sides of me. One side that's like, yes, we're making a difference. We're helping people our story wasn't for nothing. And then the other part of me is like, girl, what are you doing all this for? You don't need to be Mm -hmm. doing all this. You could just like interview people and be quiet and nod your head. Why do you need to be the one to share your story? And so it's, that's, what's coming up for me. And it's interesting that like both of those sides of me want to be heard. And I'm like going back and forth with them. Yeah. And that's super cool that you bring that up because a big part of what I incorporate into my work, what we're about to dive into is It's called internal family systems, which is psychotherapy, a form of psychotherapy that was developed by Richard Schwartz. And essentially it's this concept that we each, we all have these different sub personalities or parts within us with different like viewpoints and qualities. And essentially it's kind of like we've acquired these coping mechanisms or protection mechanisms based off of our past experiences and that that thought like oh am I sharing too much or you know like that essentially could be like a protector part it's a form of an ego you know um which is just super interesting to view ourselves as these different parts right but that's kind of what we we connect to through this work is we connect to these different parts of ourselves that feel like, oh, I can't say these things. That's too much. Mm -hmm. We're multifaceted though. We're able to be strong and also authentic and vulnerable and sensitive. Ooh. So Kalani, can you tell my listeners, what is it that we're going to do today? What is it called? What does it mean? Why do we do it? What are the benefits? All that juicy stuff. Mm, Yes. Okay. So essentially it is a somatic healing session. Um, I, I am not a certified therapist, um, but I have experienced this personally and I have guided clients through it. Um, Mine, the way I incorporate it is, I call it shadow work because we're working with the subconscious. We're working with these protector parts and these um, suppressed, shamed, neglected parts of ourselves that we um, have acquired or that may feel like unworthy or scared to even be felt or scared to be seen. um, And we connect to them. And somatic therapy, soma, meaning the body, is we are 
subtly incorporating the body. We are becoming hyper aware of the body, the felt sensations, because as we know now, a lot of trauma is stored within the body. So like traditional talk therapy, it's great, you know, having a space to talk things through, but in terms of really incorporating the subconscious, which 95% of our lives is run by the subconscious mind. So why aren't we incorporating the subconscious into our healing process? Like that is how we truly create shifts um, instead of just talking, you know, talking is great and it's, but it can be surface level, could be very conscious awareness versus incorporating the body and the subconscious, which is you make the unconscious conscious because otherwise it will control your life and you'll just call it fate. Y'all hear that? Write that down. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, people use somatic therapy for things like PTSD, trauma, addiction, um, things like that. And my favorite quote from this podcast, um, I don't remember the name of the podcast, but it's this somatic therapist and she talks about how a lot of clients and patients come to her and they're like, I want to get rid of my depression. I want to get rid of my anxiety. And she's like, that's not the goal. We can understand why is the depression even here in the first place? It's like going underneath the depression, going underneath the anxiety, going underneath the addiction or the perfectionism or whatever it is. And like, why is it here? And through that, just bringing awareness to why is it here? Oftentimes this can be enough to allow these, essentially these protector parts to soften. Mm. Getting to the root of it instead of just treating the surface level symptoms is what you're saying. Yeah. I think that that's such a like powerful take and like I'm so curious to know more yeah yeah so are we what kinds of things do we need to do to prep what are the prepare the preparation steps involved Mm, it's so simple actually like it's a very internal process um all I ask is like that you're open and you're receptive to whatever comes through and to just trust what comes through. You know, you may receive, um, this is where I bring in like my spiritual woo-woo-ness, um, but you may receive visions. You may hear things like you may receive downloads and trust it, you know, like go with it, lean into it. Um, I'm bring it so, on. yeah, like I'm not about like bypassing or anything like that. And like, it's like, how can we lean into it while also knowing like, you never have to go anywhere that feels too much, you know, like trust yourself, use your discernment, but also know like you are safe and that it is safe to feel or experience or whatever comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. All right, listeners, buckle up. We're about to do the first ever somatic healing experience live on Wishing You Wellness happening now. (laughs) Okay, so I would like to first like quickly just open up sacred space. This is how I typically um, will start sessions. 
just to like call our energy back to kind of ground our energy down into our bodies. Um, and then I would like to chat a little bit about like where you're at, if there's anything that's been coming up um, and then we'll kind of go from there. Beautiful. Cool. All right. So closing down the eyes and beginning to turn inwards, connecting to your breath, Becoming the observer as you observe the breath flowing in and out of your body. Noticing your belly filling up into your heart and flowing out. And I'd like to take a moment to call all of our energy back to us now. Any energy that we may have given away or misplaced consciously or unconsciously in this lifetime or previous lifetimes, we call all of our energy back to us now. And I'd like to take a moment to call in my higher self, my guides, my angels, my ancestors, and any beings of love, light, and higher wisdom that wish to come through for me today to protect me, support me, direct me, love me, use me as a conduit for any healing, any codes, any truth, any clarity, any love or expansion. As we call in Allison and her higher self, her guides, her angels, her spiritual team, and any beings of love, light, and higher wisdom that wish to come through for her today, please use her as a conduit for any healing, any codes, any truth, any expansion, any love that wishes to come through. And taking a few deep breaths at your own pace. Full inhales. Long, slow exhales. Letting it all go. Letting your body and your awareness ground even deeper into this present moment. Whenever we're ready, we can open our eyes. All right. So, yeah, I'm curious. We chatted a little bit, but I'm curious, like, has there been any patterns or anything that have been coming up for you recently? Yeah. So I'm currently breaking, I feel like, several cycles right now. The biggest one being my tendency to run away from everything like my track record if you look back it's like me moving to a new city being super stoked loving my job changing my mind moving to a new city starting over changing my mind and I feel like there's been sort of a correlation with like heartbreak and like typically what drives me to being tired of a place or a job or an opportunity is like something didn't work out romantically for me or just like something went south and then instead of running towards something, I feel like the cycle has been run away, get away, go somewhere new, travel, right? And I think that traveling can be a healthy coping mechanism in some senses, but it's just like anything else and we can misuse it and we can overuse it. And there was a period in my life where I was nonstop traveling, not because it felt good and expansive, 
but because I was running from things and I was running from myself and like my struggles and some of my demons. And so I think that that's like the biggest one that's coming through right now for cycles and breaking. Mm, Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, we can definitely dive into that and see, explore what could be there. Um, Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, cool. So just closing down your eyes, becoming aware of the soles of your feet, becoming aware of your toes, moving up the body to your shins and your calves, feeling that connection to the floor beneath you feeling grounded, feeling supported, or whatever sensation it brings up for you. Just noticing it as you move up the body, up the legs, feeling your legs against the chair, the weight of your body, Feeling your sit bones against the chair. Moving up, noticing any sensations in the body, any places you may be holding tension. Allowing yourself to go as slow or as fast as you feel cold. Stopping wherever you feel called. Noticing your breath in the belly. Moving up your heart. Your arms your hands and your fingers. Noticing any sensations, becoming hyper aware of the body, allowing the shoulders to sink down and away from your ears. Allowing your heart to open. Noticing the neck and the throat. Allowing it to soften. Noticing the jaw softening. The ears, the nose, the temples, the third eye, and the crown. Is there anywhere in your body that you're noticing any sensations right now? Yeah, I feel like the throat, like the throat is feeling something. Okay. Can you describe it to me? Feels like, like what's coming through is like 
throat chakra blockage maybe like it just feels tense and kind of blocked off and there's not like a flow that there should be okay so just noticing that noticing the sensation the restriction maybe contraction just being aware of that sensation in your throat And inviting in this sensation, this feeling, or this energy of running away, this pattern. If you could visualize this pattern right in front of you as if it was standing there, maybe it's a color, maybe it's a person, or maybe it's a shape. Whatever it is, are you able to see something? Yeah, it's my car. It's like the back of my car driving away. Okay. What color is it? It's silver. Okay. So just noticing it, noticing the silver car, the backside of it, noticing this sensation, this contraction in your throat. And I'm curious if you were to connect a little bit deeper to your car or to this cycle of running away. Is there an emotion underneath that? Mm, yeah, I think a fear is definitely present. A fear of being maybe alone with my thoughts a fear with facing some things from my past and just a like recognition that if I hold still, um, I'll be able to finish a thought and I won't be able to just jump from thing to thing to thing. I'll like be alone with my thoughts and myself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's this pattern of running and underneath this running, there is a fear, fear of being alone is what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. Fear of being, hmm, a fear of being not enough maybe is kind of what's coming through. Like, I think growing up, I associated travel equals success. If I am moving 24-7, if I am jet setting, if I have a lot of passport stamps, I am successful. I am worthy of love, of all of the good things. And then just like getting to a place as an adult now where I'm like, okay, I can hold still for a few minutes. That's safe. That doesn't mean that I'm not living my best life. That doesn't mean that I'm not experiencing things. Just means that I'm in one spot for two seconds and that's okay. So I'd invite you to go back to a time where you have held this concept that going and doing meant success it meant worthiness is there a time that comes up for you um definitely when I was living in Spain comes up really quick and then again moving to California to work in a national park like I just remember those periods being like yes this is success this is happiness this is like Instagram worthy life you know and then I invite you to 
go back to a time where you didn't feel successful or worthy or enough. I would say college era, like college timeline in that time. Okay. And is there something specific, like an event or a circumstance that happened that comes to mind? I think like COVID comes through because I suddenly wasn't able to travel. And for somebody who, I'm not even afraid to say it, who builds half of their personality on their travel stories and them being partially nomadic, it felt jarring. And it felt like my world collapsed when I found out like you cannot go anywhere. Like you have to sit with this. You have to sit with yourself, Allison. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, I'd love to like drop into that point in time and just visualize her in, did you, were you in a college dorm room? Is that where you were? I had my own apartment at this time. I was a college senior when COVID hit. Okay. So just going back to that time, turning inwards, allowing yourself to drop back into that time, that era in your apartment as a college senior and COVID just hit, you're not able to go anywhere. You're not able to do anything. And these feelings that it's bringing up, are you able to see her? Yeah, I can see her. Can you describe her to me and what she's feeling and experiencing? She, y'all, she is going through it. She is absolutely going through it. Um, She just stumbled into her first kind of experience with addiction. She is on survival mode. She's definitely dissociating a lot. She's kind of going through the motions career-wise. She has no idea where she's headed. She doesn't know if it's going to be okay. She's got a lot of unhealthy dynamics in her friendships and her romantic relationship. There's not a lot of good going for her right now and she's just kind of like at her rock bottom down hard but still a little bit hopeful I think so just sitting with her sitting with this version of you and what she's experiencing is there anything that she needs in these moments just the like grace and understanding and just space to be human like the space to be at rock bottom and not be in a successful period or a super exciting like engaging period just to literally just be going through a bad time and that being the end of it and do you think that right now you could tap into that time and connect to her and give her what she needed. Yeah, I feel like the now me adult has so much that I could pour into her and just like so much wisdom and understanding that everything does turn out okay. And she does get to the other end of all of that stuff. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could sit with her for hours and just be like, listen, girl, we made it. We made it so much better than we thought we would. Yeah. 
So taking a moment to close our eyes and see her and feel her. The fear, the not enoughness, and the ways she felt she had to cope just to try and keep herself safe, to try and fill this void of not feeling enough, of not feeling successful, of not knowing what's next, and the fear of what's next. I'm giving her in this moment what she needed. Is there anything that you would want to say to her? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say no matter how dark it feels right now, no matter how bad things feel, no matter how much you think that you're unforgivable, unlovable, unworthy, like one day you're going to wake up and you're not going to feel this way anymore. And it probably won't be overnight. It probably won't even be over years it will take a lot of your lifetime but one day you won't feel like this anymore and all of these feelings and all feelings in life in general are very temporary and so when we're in the lows when I'm in the lows just remembering that like this ends there is another side there are other feelings we're not going to always feel this way it's going to pass that's that's what I would encourage her to lean into and also listeners of this podcast you as well like the feelings the bad ones they're gonna end and that's like the blessing curse thing of life is like all feelings are temporary good bad adoration hatred like it all courses through us and passes through us like our vessels but then it keeps moving it's energy it just keeps moving forward mm-hmm. beautiful And how does this feel to her right now to hear this, to see you and to know this? Yeah, I feel like I spend lately a lot of time with college me. There's so much emphasis on inner child work and like your inner, you know, whatever. But like I'm starting to lean into like my inner fucking adult, like my inner teen to young adult because she went through the most of anyone and like she has experienced more than any other version of myself and so she needs a lot of love and a lot of just grace and forgiveness and to be reminded that it's okay and that I forgive her for the things that she did when she was in survival mode and thought that she didn't have other options and just saying you know what that sucked I don't love that version of myself that doesn't light me up to think about that version of myself but it's a part of my story and that led me to where I am now. And so I guess I want to be really grateful for that. Mm, Yeah. And if we were to give her a voice, this inner teen, you know, this inner teen that just wants to be heard, wants to know it's okay or whatever she needs. I'm curious if we were to give her a voice right now, what what would she say? 
she'd be a little brat. She'd be like, it's about damn time, girl. Like, where has this energy been? Why have you been so angry at us for things that really, you know, were, I don't want to say beyond our control, but we don't know how to cope until we learn how to cope. And I think that for so long, I felt so much anger towards early 20s Allison because I was like, she was a hot mess, dude. Like she was just hurting everyone around her, but she had no idea how to cope. She had never been shown. This is how we deal with uncomfortable feelings. This is how we deal with pain. This is how we deal with depressive states. But then she went out and she learned and she taught herself and she figured it out. And now she's got healthy friendships and friends who are not afraid of her emotions being all over the place and her being a hurricane and unpredictable. Like my friends know now that I'm a safe space and that they can count on me and that I self-regulate now. And so I don't expect them to do their work, like to do my work for me. It's crazy. Just like thinking about where I started in terms of relating to people around me to where I'm at now at 25 and where I hope to be at 30 and 35 and 40. Like this journey does not end. I'm just getting started. We all are. Mm. I love that. And I love how you said she would be a brat because girl, all of our inner teens, preteens. Yes. Like you said, we focus so much on this inner child healing, but when I was 13, <laughs> I I was, you know, it's just like we that's where this I feel like rage, this suppressed rage and anger that a lot of women have and have internalized like comes from is like that age. And it's like, how can we allow ourselves to connect to this like 12, 13, 14 year old girl inside of us that maybe she just wants it now. Maybe she just wants it her way. Maybe she just wants to be fucking heard, you know? And how can we give her a voice? How can we connect to her and be like, hey, I hear you. I see you. Because ultimately that's all she wanted. That version of ourself that just would do anything to be loved, to be accepted, to be held. Like we need to send so much love to them because yeah. it wasn't that long ago that that was us and that we were feeling that need to fill the void, to fill the void. And to be honest, you guys, I'm still on that journey. I still catch myself reaching for the quick fixes, the instant dopamine hits because it feels good because it scratches that itch and it takes it away that uncomfortable feeling that I feel weird about instead of me sitting with it and becoming familiar with it and learning that it's not something to be scared of. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ooh, I got chills. This is juicy. We're going deep in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and really it is just connecting to these parts connecting to these parts that feel they have to reach for the substance or feel they have to reach for a partner or whatever it is to be like, oh, make me feel loved, make me feel this. And it's really just our 12, however old year old version of us that didn't feel that love or that worthiness that is now searching outside of ourselves for it. And it's like through this work, we're able to connect to her and be like, what did she need? And like offer that to her, give her the space on a quantum level to feel heard. 
to feel seen and to feel loved. And it's through like continuously connecting to these parts of ourselves that they're like, oh, I really don't have to work so hard. Mm. Everything that I'm looking for and searching for and trying so hard to find is already there inside of me. Yeah. It's like these parts come online because we're they're trying to fill a void that they didn't receive. And through meeting with them and giving that to them through ourselves, you know, giving them that space, they soften. They like release their control. And they're like, okay, I'm safe. I am loved. I am worthy. I always have been. It was just these experiences and these traumas that disconnected me from that inner knowing that I am worthy. And there's nothing that I can do that would separate me from that worthiness. So asking for my listeners, I'm doing that thing where people are like, my friend has a question. Um, Asking for my listeners, how does one fill the need within them for romantic love, given that we can't like fully give ourselves that because we're craving partnership companionship what is your advice there what so first of all I don't think there's anything wrong for craving romantic love like said it someone said it thank you like we are humans that are meant for connection there is nothing wrong with you for wanting anything go off sister I love this tangent (laughs) like that's it period like and at the same time we can be a source of our own love until that romantic love comes like but by all means like seek connection seek connection and that's what it comes down to I feel like I've noticed in my personal journey and things I've seen is a lot of trauma and a lot of these wounds and these stories come from a disconnect. Honestly, you and I both have experienced substance abuse and addiction and a big part of this work specifically, I realized was the addiction came from a lack of connection with myself, with my higher power and with other people and with nature that's a lot of the times if we can just mend that connection we can ease our coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. yeah I I've been going over this a lot with my therapist lately and we've been having the conversation of just like why do I feel guilt about craving things like a partner and like romantic love And it's because I think so many times I was told, like, you need to be happy single. You need to this. And, you know, typically the people saying that are people chilling in like a nice, healthy four-year relationship. And so it's like, it's hard to fully, you know, take that into consideration. But I don't know. I think that we are all so capable of like being like, I think there's duality there. We can be happy on our own and still at the same time crave companionship because that's what humans are biologically wired for like we are supposed to be in groups we're supposed to be in pairs couples literally um and so it makes sense that we crave that and that we want that and I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting it I think that sometimes I cross the line a little bit and I'll put my own healing on the back burner and just like shift into like the excitement and the chasing and the thrill and the will they won't they 
Um, so yeah, sometimes, sometimes you can go a little far with that though. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of when like our codependency and people pleasing or like even the, essentially these parts kick in. We're not operating from essence. We're operating from wounding because at one point it's like, oh, I feel I need to chase in order to earn this love, which that could go back to a time, you know, usually in childhood or whatever of like feeling like you had to earn love or like you weren't enough. So it's like, here, please choose me because your ego or these parts are wanting to fill that need of being chosen, being wanted. Now don't come for me like that, girl. It's only 2 p.m. here. Don't come for it. Girl, I'm coming for myself. (laughs) It's so relatable. It's so relatable because a lot of us, I think, at least speaking for myself, I have always found that chase to be so attractive and validating because it's like, oh, I had to earn this love. That must mean it's worth something when the reality is the natural love, the love you don't have to chase, that you don't have to compromise yourself for, that you don't have to literally run down the road after. That's actually the better love, in my opinion. Yeah. And it really is just like we we attract what, you know, is familiar and based off of our, you know, past experiences and our wounds that we carry, like, especially the typical, like anxious avoidant dynamic, you know, you run, I chase. And that's what I know. That's what my ego knows. That's what mirrors my wounds. And like, once we can learn not to love the chaos, which we don't realize it in the moment, like, oh, this is just a dynamic that feels really familiar. Once we stop loving the chase, we stop attracting the chase. We stop engaging with it because there came a point, because this was me as well for years, like codependent, chasing constantly. And then there came a point where I was like, I've done way too much work on myself to continue to chase these men. Like, what and like I started meeting with this version of myself that felt unworthy and like meeting with her enough allowing her to feel loved and finally I was like yo I'm done (laughs) yeah once you just open your eyes to the bullshittery you're like that no no I've healed I see the cycle I see that this is not even about the other person it's about me just going through the motions again. Totally. And there comes a point where, you know, like we can have the awareness. Okay. Here's the pattern, but then there has to be a level of integration and embodiment. Cause if like, okay, why do I keep attracting these unavailable partners? Like, well, why do you keep choosing them? Like, why do you keep engaging with them thinking that it's going to change? ask yourself that like you know so that's where like the embodiment comes in it's like we can be aware of the pattern but what part of us is still engaging with it that's when you cut yourself off there okay you see the pattern you choose differently pattern over goodbye choose a different fucking adventure like that's what I always say to myself in my mind I have been lately I feel myself doing it with men and women when I'm like out there dating I'll like catch myself falling into the push and pull. I'm like, ooh, they leave me wondering, like that's sexy. And then I'm like, nope, Allison, choose a different fucking adventure. Go a different route because here's the thing. You already know how this story ends. You've watched this movie 10 million times. You don't need to watch it again. So when you feel 
and this isn't to say like cut people off immediately, right? This is to say like when you feel yourself legitimately falling into the same pattern you've been through a million times, you got to understand at some point that if you don't change, it's just like repeating something, expecting things to change. That's literally nuts. It's never going to happen. What do they call it? Insanity. That's insanity. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So you got to implement, like Kalani is saying, just like take the things that you're learning and actually apply them, which sometimes means the uncomfortable moment of breaking a cycle because breaking a cycle never feels good. Um, we're wired to crave repetition and routine and cycles. And so breaking them is not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once you do it though, like it's like you have the conscious awareness and then it's like, okay, I'm choosing not to engage. Like you stop attracting that cycle, that pattern. Like I don't attract unavailable people anymore. Like I, I attract great humans into my life because I have chosen not to engage or subscribe with anything less. It's crazy how it just like shifts. I feel like I haven't gotten quite there, but I'm still definitely in the thralls of like working that out. And so I'm still noticing when I attract unavailable people, but I think I'm to the phase where you recognize it, you see it, you're like, nope, let me call that out. I just have to get to the phase where I completely just don't engage with that kind of energy because I still get pulled in sometimes and I'm like, oh, let's see, maybe I can change them. You know, the things we tell ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, divine timing and it's, I feel like people say like that you have to like be ready and like there does come a time where you are just done with it you know like you can do the hard thing and like okay really like force yourself but there's may still be a part of you that has lessons to learn there you know and and that's okay you know but there will come a time where you're like I'm just so done. You get sick of your own shit. You're like, I will not go through this again. Yeah. I, and I, I don't know about you, but I'm like that. I have to usually learn the hard way, like once, twice, three times. (laughs) All the times, dude, I resonate. So I had to get sick and tired of my own shit. That's for sure. And then it gets you to the place that once you're ready and once you're receptive, I think that's a big part of it because I felt like the universe for the longest time was trying to nudge me. Like Allison, here's what needs to change. Here's what needs to change. But I was in complete denial. I was like, no, 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 no. I was not receptive yet. Once I became receptive, I started seeing the signs and just kind of like seeing a clear path for myself because I was open to seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds, I know, super woo-woo, but like, I, I am a little woo-woo. Yeah, I'm woo-woo too, so. <laughs> and I love it. You bring the woo-woo. Yeah, yeah. How could my listeners find you? Because I feel like after this conversation, people are going to want to connect with you, probably going to want to work with you, see what you're about. So how can they find you and become part of your space? So I'm pretty active on Instagram. Um, Kehlani period Francisco is my handle. Um, I have my website, kilanifrancisco.padia.com. I honestly don't even know my website, but um, that's probably the best place to reach me. I do have um, something that's slowly being announced. Um, It's a private mentorship. It's shadow work for entrepreneurs. 
Um, and I, yeah, yeah, I'll be on Instagram or you can reach out. And this work has been so transformative and healing for me. Um, and I'm just really grateful to hold this space for other people to no longer bypass their traumas or their human emotions, but to really meet them with more love and compassion, because I truly believe that's how we heal. Girl, you're living in alignment. You're doing exactly what you're here to do. I think like this was beautiful. I did not expect, I don't know what I expected. I have no idea what I expected, but I didn't expect it to get so specific. Like it went straight to that point in my life. Like somehow it always goes to that point. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, that's why I love this work because we all knew what we needed in those moments where we didn't get what we needed. We all knew what we needed. So I, as like a healer, it's not my job to give it to you. It's my job to just hold space and to guide you to what you know you needed. And that's it. Beautiful. Everything's already inside of you. Oh, I love it. Kaylani, this is beautiful. This was so beautiful. Thank you for just like agreeing to come try this out for the first time. I'm pretty sure. Was it your first time doing this on a podcast? Yes, totally. You guys, this is a big fucking deal. Like stream this, like share it on your story. If you liked it, tag me, Kaylani. We'd love to see what's up. Um, would love to hear any takeaways that you had or downloads from this episode. I know that I had plenty. And so would love to hear yours as well. My listeners who take notes. I love when you send me pictures, please do that more. It's really cute. I'm like, they're just like taking little notes and just like, they're loving these interviews as much as I do. And that means so much to know. So thank you for being here, both Kehlani and all of the listeners. I love all y'all. This has been such a beautiful episode and yeah, I'm getting back into the swing of recording more. And so expect that this fall things will pick up again. Took a little break there for a while, went to Nicaragua did a lot of stuff, started, started fresh, came back. And now we're just kind of like shifting into a new season for wishing you wellness. So yeah, thank you guys for being here. Um, this has been real. This has been authentic. This has been raw. This has been wishing you wellness. Cue the music. Do, 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 do. <laughs>